and welcome to the studios of Triple H here in the upper north shore of Sydney, a rather grey and rainy day. You're listening to Small Biz Matters here and uh, with Alexi Boyd. I'm welcoming to the program today. We've got a fantastic lineup of great guests, a couple of really interesting stories to tell and things for you to learn. Now, importantly, today we're going to be covering something that is a bit, hmm, something we should have probably covered a while ago because as you think about it, it affects small business more and more. Do you actually know what Forex or F-O-R-E-X actually stands for? Do you watch the Australian dollar go up and down like a little cartoon on the screen of the news and not really understand what it means? Um, And do you think your small business is unaffected by minor fluctuations in the Australian dollar? Well, think again. Even those of us who don't have an e-commerce site dealing with international clients or corporates paying invoices in US dollars, we are actually affected by changes to the dollar. Without realising it, you're actually having an effect as an exporter-importer. How? Well, think about your suppliers, your digital subscriptions paid, goods and services bought on eBay or those clients you sell to overseas. It all adds up to the changes which can potentially have a big impact on your cash flow. So let's find out about how the foreign exchange rate, that's the Forex thing I was talking about, affects your small business and what you need to know to keep an eye on it. Ryland Dawes is the VP for FX at Airwallex and he's here to teach us all we need to know about Forex. Welcome to the show, Ryland. Good morning, Lexi, and uh, thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. How's it going down in uh, in rainy uh, Melbourne today? Or have we got it, the rain and you've got the sun? No, it's equally rainy down here as well, but not quite as wet as what it was yesterday. Oh, that's good. Okay, so just uh, the fluctuations in rain. That's how we talk yes. about weather in Melbourne. Yeah, exactly but still, right. you've got better coffee than we do, so no complaining <laughs> allowed. <laughs> um, so welcome to the program, firstly. Um, I'm really keen to talk about this subject because it's something quite topical we've all been experiencing if we've kept an eye on our bank balance in the last few weeks because of the impact of COVID-19. So let's talk about just generally what is foreign exchange risk and some of the ways that small business need to mitigate that. Yeah, so foreign exchange risk is something uh, that arises whenever a business, large or small, um, happens to operate internationally. Um, and they may be conducting a transaction in a currency uh, other than Australian dollars, um, and that risk of loss uh, can potentially arise because currency markets are moving around all of the time. Uh, It's a a 24-hour-a-day market uh, that runs in multiple financial centres around the world, and rates are constantly changing. Um, So the risk arises because uh, the amount of revenue, for example, that you were expecting from a sale um, in Australian dollar terms uh, may end up being not quite as much as what you were expecting uh, when at times when the time comes for you to actually convert that revenue from a foreign currency back to Australian dollars. Or conversely, if you do have an expense overseas, um, you may need to end up paying more uh, because of fluctuations in Australian dollar terms and that all has an impact uh, on your bottom line. So it's something to be very conscious of and aware of as you, as you do conduct business across borders. And there's a lot of us uh, out there who get paid in quite large amounts. Uh, you might be doing work for, say, a month or two it's a contract. You don't get paid till the end of it. If you're clever, you got paid 50% up front and 50% at the back end. But many of us sort of don't get round to that. And that's, I guess, where the real major impacts can happen on cash flow. Absolutely. So um, certainly funk time is a, is, a, is a massive factor in this. So uh, because rates are moving around all the time, the longer the period of time between when you kind of agree to a contract or in foreign currency terms and, and when, um, when that's due to settle, um, that certainly has a, a, a massive impact on uh, on the potential uh, gain or loss that you may make uh, in foreign currency exchange terms. Uh, so it's, it's really about um, being aware of what those exposures are. 
um, in, in your small business. The thing is, it seems to be something that's completely out of our control, right? I mean, it's not as though we can determine <laughs> quite often when our clients pay us. In a perfect world, we can. And we certainly can't control uh, the value of any of these dollars. So how can you mitigate that risk if it's going to have potentially a large impact on your cash flow? Yeah, so it's certainly being, as I just mentioned, being aware of, of what those exposures are. So um, having that visibility over your business, when, when have I got an upcoming expense that I need to pay or, or when am I expecting revenue roughly, roughly to come in? Um, and then the second step to that is also starting to think about uh, do, do you have any what we call natural hedges in your cash flows as well? So this, um, this arises where uh, perhaps you are selling into the US, um, but equally you may have um, expenses in, in the US as well, uh, such as marketing costs, subscription costs, uh, potentially tax, or, or even your supplies or raw materials may be there as well. So for businesses that have that uh, both a revenue in, in a foreign currency, but also an expense in a foreign currency, you're actually in an advantage because you don't need to be converting back and forth. You can use those, those revenue receipts to actually pay for those expenses as well and it removes that foreign currency risk. So being aware of your exposures is certainly the first step in identifying um, where you may be able to take advantage of a natural hedge. Um, yeah, if, I was just going to ask, if you're in one of those positions where you do have that, that control because you're, you're both um, receiving money and spending money in a foreign currency, let's just use US dollars for the purposes of this, yes. uh, does that mean that you should be one of those people who um, I guess has a foreign currency bank account? Or something that um, keeps the money in that in that foreign currency, so you're only operating in that currency. Is that something you should definitely look into? Yeah, that's definitely something you should look into, and that's um, uh, something that's becoming increasingly easy to get your hands on these days as well. Uh, so w- within the fintech space, and and you know certainly our wallets can help with opening up accounts in those foreign currencies. Um, traditionally, that was going to be a very difficult thing to do uh, with, with, with the large banks and getting onboarded and, and, uh, and potentially needing to have a local entity. But th- yeah, that's certainly something that is becoming a lot easier for small businesses to, to be able to, um, to spin up and, and get their hands on these days. So in terms of um, that, could you just explain to me those, um, those lag times again? Why, why is that an important part of um, consideration when you're thinking about trying to mitigate that risk in terms of, is there a lag time between payment and when it hits your bank account? Is that something you can control? Uh, you can't really can control that, although increasingly, yes, there are, there are technical solutions to, to that as well. So uh, in terms of payment gateway and being certain different payment methods that you can accept from, um, fr- from um, someone who's going to pay you in, in US dollars, uh, you can obviously take credit card or cat or kind of a, a bank transfer. And again, the bank account locally can, can assist with that. Um, otherwise, yes, you, you're kind of beholden to when they do Pay, uh, pay you in US dollars and it happens to land in an account locally here, um, then you'll be um, uh, potentially uh, have the bank receiving bank at this end converting that to Australian dollars before they, um, uh, before they pop it into your account here, at, at which it's going to be at a rate that is opaque and unknown and it just happens to be whatever the rate is at the time. So having more control uh, over, those, over those cash flows within your business is certainly something that's going to help you 
um, have better control over, over your foreign currency exposures as well. So in terms of, it's really about that transfer between when something gets uh, transitioned from being US dollars or for for this example, into Australian dollars, that's at the point when you realise the gain or the loss. So is that what, how you can control it, keep an eye on the exchange rate and if you feel comfortable with it or it's, you you keep it in those US dollars in that different account and then when you're ready to transfer it, that's when you realise the risk, obviously. Yeah, so once you've got your, you're aware of where your exposures happen to lie, uh, then absolutely being aware of where the exchange rate is at the time. Uh, but more importantly, um, doing a very quick kind of scenario analysis over um, if the exchange rate were to move to um, X or Y, kind of on the upper or the lower bound, what does that mean for that expected cash flow uh, in 30 days' time? And then you can start to think about, all right, if the rate happens to reach that level, at which point you may realise my profit margin has, has been completely eroded, then I start needing to, to take some action, or preferably ahead of that time, obviously. Uh, but yeah, you can start to take some action on that, which may include deciding to pay your invoice early if cash flow allows, um, or, or potentially, yeah, starting to think about some other active hedging strategies or, or something like that over, over a longer period of time as well. Um, so, so could you take me through some of those products you mentioned earlier? Obviously, we know about the big boys and I know that uh, bigger banks are now starting to offer foreign exchange accounts for small business, which is woo, really flexible of them. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other uh, types of products that small business needs to be aware of and how to shop around. Yeah. So... One of the most common uh, uh, active hedging products that uh, small businesses can t- typically use would be what we call a, a, an FX forward. Um, and this is a type of uh, foreign exchange transaction where uh, you lock in the rate effectively now, uh, but you don't settle that transaction until 30 days in the future, for example. Um, and what you would typically do or, or the way that that product is typically used uh, is that you know that you have a, a cash flow in 30 days, for example, and you're looking to uh, effectively say, I, I know how much that cash flow is going to be and I'm going to buy or sell that amount of foreign currency to match up with that cash flow. Now, um, that will obviously come at a cost, but what in effect the, the use of the product is trying to do is eliminate any intervening foreign currency fluctuations uh, in, this, in the subsequent 30 days. So you know with, or you have certainty that over the rate that you're going to transact at in 30 days to, uh, to align with that future cash flow, whether it's an incoming revenue stream uh, or whether it's expense that you need to pay. Uh, so that is um, a very well-known product that's very uh, kind of common within the market. Um, and, and yeah, that's typically what you would use, I, I, I guess, in, in most circumstances um, yeah, for an active hedging strategy. There are a lot more complex products that we won't go into today, to today but um, yeah, that, that would be the most common one in terms of an active hedging strategy. And what, uh, what typically does that cost in terms of a percentage or is it kind of this thing that you have to set up an account and then you have to, you know, is it, is it an ongoing fee structure or does it tend to be on a case by case basis? It's typically transactional uh, and it would typically be a, a percentage um, kind of spread on, on top of whatever the, the current market rate happens to be. Uh, there are also uh, what they call forward points that make up part of that transaction um, and that's effectively the time value of money for the provider or for the provider of that product as well. Uh, so there's a few different factors that roll into, into that cost but at the end of the day, yeah, what, what the effect of that product is is to give the business certainty over uh, that those cash flows that they that they know are coming up in the future. 
Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because if you've got um, the volatility and it's relatively stable, then you can pick an amount that's not going to be too uh, nerve-wracking and you don't have to worry too much about that and then you can lock it in. However, um, let's talk about when the markets are particularly volatile. Um, An classic example has been recently with um, COVID-19 and um, the sudden fluctuations in the Australian dollar, which I alluded to at the beginning of the program. Um, That extreme volatility can mean that businesses can make a huge loss in a matter of days. Uh, What sort of things can you do in times of high volatility to try and control the loss? Yeah, so what we what we've seen in markets, I think, like through this this COVID nineteen period, is is something quite extraordinary. Um, and, and even prior to that, we were in a period of of quite low volatility in foreign exchange markets, and like literally all time lows at the start of January, which was uh, very confusing, I think, for markets. But at the same time, uh, yeah, once. Uh, it became very clear uh, that the coronavirus was was going uh, global. Then we started to see um, some quite extreme spikes in in currency volatility, which was obviously how much and how frequently um, currency rates are changing within a set period of time. Um, and it literally spiked back up to uh, to levels not seen since the GFC. Uh, and that resulted in, for example, a 13% move in a two-week window for uh, the Aussie dollar, which can have a very large impact on, on, on businesses' uh, uh, kind of bottom lines. Uh, that, that volatility has literally has come back off over, the, like since March, um, the Aussie dollar is back up to 68 cents uh, extraordinarily uh, as of last night. Uh, but even overnight or even yesterday, we saw a 2.1% move in the Australian dollar, which is, is still, so there is still these pockets of smaller volatility that you do see uh, from time to time. And that's not insignificant. Um, a 2.1% no. difference on, uh, you know, $100,000 invoice. I mean, we're yeah. not talking insignificant amounts of money, if depending on the size of the invoices you may or may not get paid. And if you're getting, if you're depending on that as a small business, um, yeah. that could be massive as well. Absolutely. Uh, so it is something that, that does occur from time to time. And, and yet even when there doesn't appear to be huge news going on at the moment, although there are obviously some news events that could be, could be driving that, that, sort of, uh, that sort of overnight move, um, it is something that yeah, obviously uh, will impact businesses if, if they're not prepared um, or are not aware of, 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 of where their potential gains or losses could be in the foreign exchange market. And what sort of tools that are available for everyday use um, can a small business access right now to keep an eye on that volatility? Yeah, so there's, uh, I think, loads of, of resources now on, online that, you know, obviously back in the day, um, were not necessarily available to small businesses, you know, back when you might need to have called your FX provider over the phone to get a rate or an FX broker, or you wait to hear the rates at the end of the night on the news. Um, on, there are a, a huge amount of resources on the, on the uh, online now uh, to help you identify what current rates are. Um, and usually, I think what, what else is quite, quite useful is uh, having a price alert in, in, in place as well. So I spoke earlier about being aware of, of where you might want to take action based on where your exposures are at a certain price level. Uh, so there are free resources online where you might be able to set up a, a price alert to say, send me an email when uh, the Australian dollar to US dollar exchange rate happens to hit. Um, a certain rate that you've calculated um, and that can be sent to you via email or, or some other notification channel um, and you can start to take action on the back of that depending on what your plan happens to be which could include 
paying the invoice early um, or yeah, kind of converting right now uh, to ahead of a, an expected receipt coming in as well. So uh, there are things that you can start to do um, uh, right now uh, that, are, that are very cheap. There's also loads of content online, I think, that, that can help guide businesses um, in terms of starting to think about what some risk mitigation strategies might be. Um, I will also say that forecasting foreign exchange rates uh, is an exceedingly difficult thing to do. Um, banks will hire teams and teams and teams of research uh, people uh, to try and uh, forecast rates. Uh, but as we've seen, things can change instantly and very, very quickly and blow those forecasts out of the water. So. Uh, do not try to forecast FX rates. It's <laughs> Do probably not try one this at home. That, <laughs> Do not try this at home is one tip that I would have. Uh, but there, there are there is lots of content online that can, that can help guide you. Um, and as always, yeah, speak to speak to your FX provider if you've got any if you've got any questions, and, and they will help you where where they can. And I was going to ask, is that still a thing? I mean, do I mean you mentioned before picking up the phone, and I, I imagined a phone with a cord with a curly cord on attached to it, where yeah. people are sitting at a desk. <laughs> but is is that still a thing where you ring your foreign exchange provider? Or is it more people um, in those broker situations are more use, using their financial um, institution as a broker? Uh, or should we build, begin to build relationships with foreign exchange um, support mechanisms like that? Yeah, I think uh, there is a wide range of, of ways that people access foreign exchange services at the moment. So uh, for us at AirWallet, we've been very much about the self-service path and so that we make it as simple and easy as we possibly can for people to come on and transact and understand what's going on and why they would do that. So we produce a lot of content around that as well. And then you go to the other extreme where yeah, people are picking up the phone and literally booking a transaction over the phone where there may not be potentially price transparency as well. Um, so we're all about transparency and making sure that, that, that uh, you're aware of where the, where the rates are at um, and how much you're paying uh, paying for that particular transaction. So there is still in the market a, a broad range from self-service model all the way up to uh, all the way up to people yeah, jumping on the phone and, and calling up their provider. So even with our heavily regulated financial system here in Australia, are you saying that yes. there's still a risk that um, you could be dealing with people who have a lack of transparency? Uh, how do you know um, an organisation which may not be transparent about their fees and charges or transparent about the exchange rates they're using? I mean, really, we'd be walking into this blind. So what are some really good tips you can give us to keep an eye out for for dodgy brokers? Yeah, there has been uh, some... Um, some uh, there was a commission actually last year that, that ran around um, around transparency in foreign exchange rates. Uh, certain jurisdictions around the world have started putting in place... Uh, rules around how you how you just how you do kind of break down the price and the cost. Uh, so the European Union is is one example of that, where there is increasing regulation around how uh, rates are displayed and and communicated to customers. Uh, but I think for the purposes, or certainly for, for locally here in Australia, um, it's about educating yourself around where uh, foreign exchange rates are currently at. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, that information and that data is now freely available online um, and then just obviously you know just doing a very simple co uh, comparison at the point that you're looking to transact to make sure that it's, it's within the bounds of what you're expecting um, or certainly that your provider is is being very transparent over the breakdown of costs into the into that 
potential price. If you've just joined us here on Small Biz Matters, we're talking to Ryland Dawes from Airwallex, who is an expert in foreign exchange and how small business operates in that world. Now, Ryland, just before you were explaining um, a little bit about the different organisations that we can talk to or um, perhaps research, and it is very much... Unfortunately, in my opinion, um, a bit of a world we live in where people are expected to self-educate on financial topics that they really have no experience in. Um, So is that one of the strategies that you should implement if you are really any business these days, because we all deal in foreign exchange in some way? Is that one of the strategies and, and what are some of the other strategies you'd suggest to small business to keep control of foreign exchange? Yeah, so I think, yeah. As much as you can educate yourself, I think uh, that would be that, that's a good start. Um, being able to um, be aware of, of where rates are at, um, and then certainly um, being aware of of where your exposures are, and then being able to draw that draw that through into your into your business is is kind of the the key thing. So it is very much a, a knowledge and a, an awareness piece more than more than anything else, um, and then. At the end of the day, once once you've got that in place, then obviously looking for the transparency in, in pricing uh, to make sure that when you do need to, to transact, that uh, you're getting the best possible price that you can. And being prepared as well and understanding, and this, go, this comes back always that we talk about here on Small Biz Matters, which is understanding your numbers, know where you sit with your cash flow and understand that if you're going to get a major, a, a big payment, which is going to make a big difference to your cash flow, then it's probably a good idea to be aware of what day that's getting paid, um, set the expectation early with your invoicing in terms of uh, when you'd like your clients to actually pay you so that you have some semblance of control. And I do like the the advice you gave earlier, which is uh, think about having a foreign exchange um, uh, account because, of course, the loss and the gain isn't realised until you transfer that money into your own account, into Australian dollars, and making sure that the people you're dealing with for that transfer are transparent and know what they're doing and uh, and are giving you the best possible rate. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Look, Rylan, tell us a little bit more about where people can find out about Airwallex. Yeah, so you can uh, go to airwallex.com uh, and uh, very easy to sign up for, account, for an account. Uh, it can happen uh, within within 24 hours once we've obviously uh, uh, gotten all the all the requisite detail, um, but there's a load of, as I was saying, free free information there on our on our blog post around uh, not only foreign exchange, but obviously all the accounts and and other other capabilities that the business has to uh, help you uh, get up and running and uh, and uh, and running your business across borders as quickly as possible. And that's our that's our main goal to try and help businesses expand globally. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters. If you've missed any of today's program, you can catch up via iTunes, Spotify, Podbean or smallbizmatters.com.au. We've got over 150 podcasts just like this one on all things small biz education and you can listen at your leisure. We'd love to hear some feedback from you as well. So give us a little bit of a thumbs up or a like or a star rating or whatever it is that you've got on your particular platform just to give us a heads up. Thanks again for joining me. Now. 